0: Welcome everyone to the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonan, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Mark Reed, CFO of HSO customer Hunter Boot. Now, if you've not got yourself a pair of Hunter boots, I highly recommend them. Just this weekend, my wife got a pair and the box they come in is fantastic. Well, the boots are greater too, of course. Anyway, the system used to manage the transaction was built on Dynamics 365. And so I wanted to find out from Mark the types of things you should look out for that indicate the need to change. And in this case, a finance system and any advice he might have on choosing the system of best fit for the organisation. So grab a brew, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Tea or
1: coffee? Uh, coffee. How do you have it? Malt, no sugar.
0: Sweet or sour?
1: Uh, sweet.
0: Daniel Craig or Sean Connery?
1: Uh, Craig
0: by surprise okay <laughs> buy and replace or fix and continue um,
1: I would say buy and, uh, fix and continue yeah are you a dab hand at uh, DIY and self-repair and those sorts of things uh, yes I enjoy uh, play, doing a bit with my hands yeah
0: okay cool and then speaking of um, well, fix and continue in this particular case so I wanted to grab from your perspective as a CFO um, your experience of bringing in finance systems, what are the key indicators when you might need a new system, when you might need to change or you might need to upgrade? What
1: are the things that are happening or or what indicators are there? I would say I think from uh, from my experience where we've had disjointed systems I mean I've been in a business once before where we had uh, erP dis- uh, wasn't integrated with uh, with a finance system that was was pretty clunky and uh, brought about change um, the other thing would be where you've got systems which are not meeting your requirements both in terms of, of the the geographic spread of the business the, the multi-currency nature and um, and I suppose also the performance um, and sizing capabilities. Is it less um, Is it less based on technical capabilities and more
0: in, in, in changing business needs, do you think, or is it a bit of both? I'd say there'd probably be a bit of both, yes. Okay. I agree with that, yeah. And, and when you're sort of looking at this, you, you've had the indicators coming in you, you, and you're, you've built up the business case, what are the main
1: considerations then when you're choosing a, a finance system? Um, I would say something uh, looking at a system which has um, a, a defined roadmap going forward. I mean, there's a lot of development and change happening out in the in the market, and business is moving very quickly. So I would I would want something that has um, a defined roadmap, has flexibility that we can add to and we can improve upon as as the the, the partner brings on line more modules. And more capabilities. In terms of those capabilities, then, is it about um, and that roadmap?
0: Is it about hmm. almost being able to adapt to future changes? Because something without a
1: roadmap is going to be less flexible in the future when things, I don't know, as a business evolve. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, you know someone explained to me once it's it's you know you're not going in a straight line it's a bit like a river and it sort of me- meanders along, um, and you and you need to be able to have that flexibility to be able to maintain the direction of travel but move along the, the course of the the river so to speak and yeah. add things and and improve things along the way, as opposed to being sort of structurally blocked in in what you do and that's that's where we've sort of found ourselves at the moment um, in my current role where you know we 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 locked into to the system we don't have that flexibility and we can't move so okay so that's again one of those indicators
0: that that change is perhaps necessary as the business is evolving or growing or whatever it is you're locked in a system that you you can't get off and you realize you've got to come off it and is that a big decision
1: to make um i I think it has been for us it's been a, a fairly big decision in that there's, there's a fair bit of capital involved, and uh, with, with private equity backers that, that we do have, you know, there's always pressure on investment, depending on where you are in the investment cycle, and, and the need to sort of sweat what you've got. So, yeah. you know, that has been quite a, a, a difficult decision for us.
0: Just out of curiosity, then, how do you, in the cases like that, which isn't uncommon and um, is understandable, how do you set the business case, or what? How do you underline the business case when when cost pressures are such a, a big thing? How do you justify it?
1: Um, I, I think it's all linking into the to the the three year plan that we have, that the goals and aspirations, the geographical spread that we need, and the ability to actually deliver those, um, and deliver to that to that plan. We had, so, we had a bit of a, ch- a change in shareholding structure, which uh, did, did help that <laughs> that case <laughs> in, in in my my current role, yeah. Okay, uh, so it, I'm guessing that it's
0: it's a lot about aligning to a plan and having the right people who understand the plan,
1: get the vision, and buy into the, what you're proposing from a system point of view and, and change point of view. Yes, and understand the enablers that are needed to, to, to drive that plan out. And I also think an understanding of how important technology is becoming, or it's more important, I mean, you know one of our strategies is to have is, is to be digitally focused and, and that off the back of that comes a joined up system which is connected with your partners and, and has gives you that flexibility to collect a lot of data and analyze it and, and draw out the insights and the value. Data um, it comes up in in many of the podcasts that I run. It, it, I think
0: people really do understand its value in in helping build on towards something like a three year plan, five year plan, ten year plan. And, and from your organisation, from your perspective, and how important is
1: data in in the success of Hunter Boot? I think we are uh, part of our strategy now is to is to focus more on it and to use it okay. more in our decision making process and to support right. our decision making process um, so that also then comes on the system side of things you know we've, we've have a, a power bi platform in place um, we're feeding a lot of information into that generating dashboards um leading leading kpis and the like to to in, in enable us to to manage that business on a day-to-day basis okay. and with the amount of change that's happening you know mm-hmm. you, you've got to consistently look at those those KPIs and and particularly the leading ones to to, um, inform your direction of travel. And with, uh,
0: yeah, with a three-year, something like a three-year plan and where things have been changing so fast, currently and they still really are how does that kind of change your decision? Does, it, does it make you change the way you're thinking about the systems and your approach to, to managing the business or
1: uh, very much so and I, th- I think you know whereas in the past you do a budget and you would probably do a couple of quarterly forecasts to to um, inform your direction of travel you know you've got to do that on a more regular basis we find that we're forecasting a lot more frequently and we need a system which enables us to, to have that flexibility and the ability to do that given the amount of change that's happening, and and we foresee is gonna is gonna continue. I, I don't think we're out of the woods yet on this. It, you know, the pace is just gonna continue. So, yeah, I agree. And
0: from a system perspective, and and from your role as a CFO, are there any specific or particular technical uh, needs or must haves within a new um, a new system?
1: Um, I would say, yeah, uh, probably a cloud, a cloud-based solution, something which is uh, you know, SAS on a SaaS platform, where we can try. And what we're trying to do is to keep as close to the core as possible with minimum customizations, so that we can benefit from that that upgrade path and and the new technology and and modules that come on come into play as we as we progress the perspective from keeping close to the core that's that's really important isn't it so that
0: that 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 helps from a point of view of uh, speed to deployment and um, from a cost management perspective because you're taking i guess a lot of the uh, system as it stands today with limited customization to how um you know your organization works is that the reason why you tend to go with something that's close to the core
1: um, yes. Yeah, and I think you know from previous experience, we've we've run a lot of customizations, and that does inhibit inhibit you um, quite substantially in the in the process. Um, so I think it's, it, it's a tough tough one because you've got to make sure you've got that fun- functionality and the ability yeah. to run the business in an efficient manner, which is normally what drives out some of those customizations, is to get to get further efficiencies. But I think it's key then to have a, a partner that, as I said, has got that that sort of roadmap and has got some of those areas in 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 their pipelines. to to bring that development on stream later. And and how, just generally
0: then, um, how might you assess, or what are the points to assess from when you're looking at different systems for its different fit things like is it things like uh, is it cloud sas enabled can we take most of it that sits at the core? are there any other things that you look
1: for i think there's probably key sort of pain points that we've got up now and and looking at how those would be the friction points how they would be handled in 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 the new system and whether it has the capabilities to to ease those friction points would be the the, the key thing to look at
0: okay and for anybody else than looking at a new system, a new finance system, would you have any advice in, in where they should start where or, or how they should go about it perhaps?
1: I'll, I would probably look at those friction points and assess which options out there in the market are going to best address those and then you know select a, a good partner to work with and, and somebody that's got a defined roadmap that can address some of those pain points in the future if not immediately.
0: Flexibility is key to Mark's and Hunterboot's selection of a finance system. So as the business grows and changes and as the needs of the customers evolve, the requirement on the system is also able to adapt, and limiting customisation and maintaining something close to the core also prevents Hunterboots from being inhibited in the future. For Mark, it's important to work with a partner that has a roadmap of new functionality you can benefit from, but which won't cause significant disruption when brought in, and this was another reason why a cloud solution was chosen. This provided the efficiency, future scalability and capability to support Huntspool into the future. And were also key reasons behind Huntspool's selection of Dynamics 365. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Visit www.hso.com forward slash Dynamics-Matters for more episodes. And until next time, take care of yourselves.